A quote from TooPrettyToBeSingle.com. Dating after 40 is easy. It's like riding a bike. But the bike is on fire. And the ground is on fire. Everything is on fire. Because you're in hell. You guys, I saw so many funny quotes and memes about dating in your 40s. Um, And a lot of the times it's all these negative things about it's really hard. Where are these people? Um, I I even saw one of um, dating in your 40s be like, and then there was like this human and then all these skeletons around because everybody's dead. That's so crazy and it's so cruel. And I think that those memes are a they are a symbolism of one what dating is but then what dating in your culture appears to be the problem is it's leaving out a whole group of 40s and plus of their experience of their stories and there aren't many resources and outlets that deem it's sexy or deem it appealing when there are so many people that are single at this age and I wanted to bring some friends on today because I'm 33 years old and I've realized over time um, and everyone's different in their maturity of things of what they desire and what they're looking for but I realized that a lot of the um, groups and um, communities that I follow and still follow um, I noticed that they would apply so much to me um and then as I'm getting older I'm like eh, that wasn't my experience and I noticed that for my sister it wasn't the case and she her saying those things it began to make me think about that because I'm um, she is I'm now 40 and it, it made me begin to think and really really look into see the age demographic in um society the age demographic even in Christian relationship marriage dating culture that it is greatly greatly targeted towards people in their 20s and 30s and no shade I I see people getting to do maybe what God has called them to do and um, it is drawing and it's attractive and it's provocative you know us in our 20s and 30s you know we are still probably going out a lot especially if you're in your 20s and um you're meeting people and there's this excitement and hope but I think that as you get older not that you begin to lose hope I understand that that's a real feeling but not that you necessarily begin to lose hope but you do begin to see things for what they are and I I came to this conclusion that I just strongly believe that dating culture even in Christian communities and Christian churches and organizations um, <laughs> on Instagram on TikTok whatever it is it's heavily it's heavily viewed for those in their 20s and 30s and people are able to monetize and blessings to you um, build um, wealth from them I guess my thing is I, I want us to continue to do what God's called us to do And to find ways of our strengths and our passions and allow those things to spread and and, and draw people closer to Christ. But I I wanted to raise, I wanted to raise an, an opportunity to just say that those same practices don't always 
work, even though they may say marketed out. I've, I've seen people like in, in groups and they'll say, um, hey, I'm, I'm 45, I'm 50. Um, is this group for me? And maybe the founders are like, absolutely, this group is for you. But everything um, is leaning toward when it comes to a cultural sense. It's leaning toward 20s and 30s. And of course, the Bible is constant and it's never changing. But the cultural shift is something that you cannot deny when it comes to relationships, community, and in particular, um, just being single. (laughs) It's evolved over the years. So I wanted to bring some friends along with me to be able to share their truth of where their lives are and what this experience in dating and being in your 40s and being single has looked like. You're listening to the Awkward Single Life Podcast. My name is Tiffany Hines. I am a singer, songwriter, a creative who also is a single woman who finally put language to mine and others' dating experiences. Dating culture is awkward. I've heard so many untold stories from men and women, and the time has come to share them. And as your homegirl, I got you. We'll talk sexuality, dating, breakups, singleness, marriage, and all the craziness in between and how to give God glory in it. No matter what age you are, it's going to be a wild ride. Hello and welcome to the Awkward Single Life Podcast. I am so, so excited to have some friends today with me. Um, I actually, from the beginning, I knew that this topic was going to be important. And it's it's one of those things that we're going to hear about in so many different ways on the show because it's very, very important to me for people to know that are listening to this show that this is not a pot, a podcast that's supposed to be sexy just for 20s and 30s. So let's get to I it. Because I do think that we have a lot of content um, for ourselves. Although, if you listen to episode um, from last week, um, the, the, the doctor, she the, the research that she had looked up on, I think it was called Psych Info. It was like 17,000 articles for married people and 501 for singles, like. What the heck? <laughs> so not that we have a lot of, you know, content, you know, compared to marriage, but I knew one thing that is even worse is that the content that, that is there is definitely targeted a lot towards twenties and thirties. And I just really, really, really didn't, I feel like that it's been a disservice. And I also feel like, um, single ministries or like relationship businesses or organizations, you know what I mean? It's, it is a way and, and it's no diss to like monetize. And so sometimes people won't admit it that they, they are marketing, you know, you, you're marketing to a certain age gap, but you're like, does that really work for everyone? And so today um, we're going to be talking to some friends um, that are single and 40 plus, because I just felt like I want I want all of our voices to be heard. I am 33 now and the older I get, 
I'm just realizing this. I feel sometimes like this um, knocking door of all the things that you hear about, like one, when you turn 30 and then, oh, when you turn 40 and it's like when I turn 30, I'm like, wait a minute. Like, that's not true. And I still feel very vibrant and young and all these different things. And so it's just brought this awareness that, again, there are more stories to be told and to be shared. So with me, um, I have um, friends here with me today, and um, I'm going to say their names and then I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves. So um, I have here Imani Alloway. I have Jen McQuay and I have James McCullen and I want you guys out there in podcast land to give them a hand because I'm so excited <laughs> that they're here today. Thank you guys for coming on tonight. Thanks for asking us. My pleasure. <laughs> Thank you to have us. Absolutely. Um, so uh, Jen, we'll start with you. My name is Jen Jen. I am 42, almost 43, which sounds so crazy because I don't feel that old. Um, And I am definitely single and ready to not be. (laughs) So I have been married. (laughs) I have been married in the past 10 years ago, but it was a very short lived um, experience, which is a whole story in and of itself. Um, But yeah, I'm excited to be here. I love this podcast. I listen every week. So I'm excited to be a part tonight. Thank you, Jen. Um, James, um, tell us a little about a little bit about you. So a little bit about me. I'm James McMullen. I uh, was uh, married for 12 years and uh, just recently divorced four years ago. And so, uh, you know, getting back into everything. Like I met my ex back when online dating was just a new thing. And so, you know, now it's. A totally different world, and yes, uh, it is. <laughs> so, uh, I just turned forty-three last month. Oh, and, uh, happy belated birthday! Thank you. And so, I was actually planning on doing some <laughs> trips, you know, around the country for my birthday, but we're stuck in COVID times and state-to-state restrictions. I wasn't gonna handle all that drama. And, chaos so I was mm-hmm. like, no, I'll just postpone it mm-hmm. go yep. someplace else I have passport will travel yeah it's the story of our lives guys postpone <laughs> um, Imani tell us about you hi I'm Imani so I'm 42 also um, like Jensen I'm knocking on the door 43 in two months from today I'm single and I'd say not available. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, we can get into that. But yeah, I'm, I'm single and not available. I was married for seven or eight years and I've been divorced for 10, which just seems really crazy to think that um, I've now been divorced for longer than I was married or just that 10 years have gone by mm. um, back and being single again. So yeah, it, it's it's an interesting single life in the 40s, but definitely different from the 30s. Mm. Imani, what would you say, thinking about your 30s and being single, what was that life? And then what has changed now? I would say, like in my 30s and dating, I probably kept one foot out the door in every relationship, okay. constantly waiting for the other shoe to mm. drop. 
very low time, like in any relationship, because it could be like, oh, I really love him, but oh, you didn't call me back. You didn't respond to my text. Like, I mean, sometimes silly, frivolous stuff and, you know, sometimes bigger things, but I definitely always had my foot out the door with walls built up. And I think since I hit my forties, I definitely committed to myself that I'm going to be open about my feelings. I'll be open about my emotions and not expect anything back. And I'll just put it out there. And if I don't get anything back, that's fine. But I'm just going to own how I feel in a relationship instead of just putting up a wall so that you can never get close enough to me to hurt me. Mm. Yeah. Does that speak to maybe like your experience in your relationship like in your marriage or like relationships even before your marriage that it or or the marriage just definitely summed up the one foot in and one foot out <laughs> I think it probably was both I think it had to do with like relationships before I was married um I definitely was not a, a very had a, I didn't have a lot of self-confidence and so when you go into a dating relationship and you're not really confident in yourself then your confidence is largely based on how that other person treats you and how they feel about mm-hmm. you. And to take that into a marriage and someone isn't always treating you good or isn't sewing into you in a way that helps to build their conf- your confidence, even though that's not really their responsibility, it just makes it very, very difficult to like trust. It makes it difficult to really feel like people genuinely care about you. Um, and yeah, so it just, I think by, by the time I was divorced, it's like, I didn't cry enough tears. I'm not about to cry no more tears over a relationship. I'm not about to be out here looking like boo-boo the fool over mm-hmm. nobody. Yeah. Again, if I keep one foot out the door, I can prevent that from happening. Yeah. Has that been anyone else's like experience um, uh, in relationships? I know James, you mentioned that um, you were married. I mean, you, you were married and in, in, in recently the past four years um, that you divorced. So you were actually, you were married through your thirties um, and now single in your forties. And so, yeah. How, how has that experience changed? Because it's like a whole different world. Like you mentioned online dating. I don't know if that's how you met your wife on was through online dating, um, but it's like a whole new world now. So. Yeah, yeah. I originally we originally met on actually it was just on uh, back in the chat room, you know, uh, Yahoo, okay, Yahoo chat. Uh, I think the back, chat rooms back are coming in the back, guys. Days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nice. With with the age sex yep. location. You know? ASL. ASL. I'm her single life. Did you tell me that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's it and, and so but you know like Armani was saying uh go, going back on the the deal with the uh, uh talking about the you know putting yourself out there you know that first two year and a half two years I uh I was kind of that same way you know I was like I, you know, trying to gain trust in people, uh, friends and everybody. And so it was, yeah. it was different. And then, uh, I started, you know, mainly just working on my relationship with God and, 
uh, everything with that and walking more of faith, not fear. And so, you know, I put all my faith in God and I let everybody see who I truly am and, you know, love me or leave me. That's kind of how I, I approach life. Uh, you know, I don't, I could plug my podcast as well, but, uh, you know, I run, I run with, uh, one step and, you know, one, you know, we're only one step away from everything in life. And so, uh, you know, one step away from that, finding that soulmate Mm -hmm. one step away from anything. And so that's kind of, you know, my, my take on everything, you know, God will always provide us that step. We just got to take it. Yeah. Dylan, Mm -hmm. (laughs) one step away. Jen, um, yeah, share with us how is your how is being single one married in your thirties and then spending a lot of your thirties single and now. You know, um, honestly, you know, when you're in your early twenties or in your twenties, you think you know you have all these mile markers, right? I think you even did an episode on that. You know, by this age, I'll be this. By that age, I'm that. So getting married at 32, I thought that I was way behind then. And then when it ended so quickly after it began, I was Mm. um, definitely into that space where I was like, okay, forget it. The marriage just isn't for me. And you know, this is not what God has because this is not what it's supposed to be like. And so I kind of was almost the remainder of my thirties in a place where I like, I didn't even want to be in a relationship. I didn't trust men. I didn't trust God. I didn't trust the whole thing, you know, by the end of my, I was finally um, back into that place. I was like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> and I've, I've, I haven't had that many relationships since my divorce. So um, probably just a handful. So I don't really know how to compare my forties versus my late thirties per se, um, except for that internal clock of like running out of time is definitely ticking much louder than it was <laughs> in my thirties. Um, just knowing that there's things that I desire, um, even being a mom and, you know, like, hello, (laughs) I'm nearing that age of that even being possible. Right. And so that's probably like the biggest thing at this point that I would say is different about dating is because you always have it in your mind. Like, I don't want to just date, like I want to be married. And so like, if I don't even think that I would marry you, then I'm not even going to date you. And so I could be missing out on something that could develop it <laughs> based on yeah. that initial, like, mm, mm-hmm. I ain't going to yeah. marry you. So no, you said, you know, I, you said that quick cut off. I could do that. And <laughs> where it's like, I don't think I ever want to be married again after this experience, because there's such a transparency that happens um, in order to be married. Right. And so to come out of that, and I would say that when I was married to my sister, like, Oh, you can pay me to be single. I have no way I would want to be out there dealing with, and it wasn't because my marriage was so great, but just, I'm looking at her in the single life. I'm like, Ooh, I don't want to do that. So when I actually became single again, I was like, Oh, I just don't know if I could do it. And it took a while for me to allow God to say, okay, if you have it for me, then yes, I will. Oh, you know, I'll open the door of my heart. I'll walk with him in because I didn't want mm-hmm, it at all. Yeah. Um, Jen, do you mind you were sharing um, when you were yeah. talking about, you know, that about being married and then it's short lived. Um, do you feel comfortable just kind of sharing um, what happened that the relationship did not last? 
I can share as much as I know. <laughs> my marriage is still a great mystery to um, myself and <laughs> anybody that was around or involved. But um, so I was I was married. I got married to someone who was from Uganda and actually met him on the mission field. He was an interpreter for me. And um, anybody that knows anything about me, like that seems like a match made in heaven because Jen is missions girl and Jen loves Africa. So this has to be God. And, um, and I thought that it, I was in love and head over heels. Right. And there were so many prophetic words at our wedding. Like it was just like, it was going to be amazing. Um, and then something happened, <laughs> um, to this day, people like still believe some of his best friends, you believe that like, um, like a curse, which was spoken over him, um, tribal traditions are still very real and um witchcraft and mm. and all of that is, is a very real thing in africa um but it literally went from one day that he couldn't live without me to the next that he loved me and never wanted to see me again and had no desire to um be with me and so he basically left um mm. and it was you know as quick as it happened it was over and um and it took a long time to even gain any like, but why? Like my biggest thing with God was why, why, why? Right. Like, I just help me understand why, like, why did you allow us to even get married? Why did you allow me to have a wedding? Why did you allow him to get a visa so that we could? Why, like, why, if it was just all going to end so quickly? But um, I, I got to a point where I just had to stop asking why, because there were no answers and it wasn't going to help, you know, like mm -hmm. I just had to get to a place that it didn't matter why like it happened and I think it was probably about a year and a half ago I was talking to somebody sharing my story a little bit and I said it for the first time and like I really meant it that I'm super grateful and thankful for everything that I walked through in that season because wow. it's made me who I am today um, and I would never yeah. want it on my worst enemy like I would never want anybody to experience the heartbreak and the pain and like I mean, it was, I, it was a dark time. Like I tried to kill myself after he left me. Like I was on meds and like in therapy, like it was, it was bad. Um, but it also developed who I am today. So mm -hmm. I'm thankful for it. I'm glad that it happened. I actually spoke to him this year. He, I was in Uganda and wow. he found out I was there and he called, called me and wanted to see me. Wow. And I was like, no, nah, I don't want to see you, bro. But, um, <laughs> it ain't happening. <laughs> nah, we good. Nah. <laughs> we ain't that good. Thanks for calling, but uh, nah. Um, but like, it didn't affect me. Like, I realized that I was actually, I really am healed and really am in a better place because that encounter did not spiral me downwards, you know? So, yeah. And I'm glad you shared that because I feel like certain stigmas that get put on even women that are in their 40s and 50s is that, you know, too many things like from their past, like these things about having too much baggage or too much brokenness and all these different things that we hear about that. And it's just like, I, I guess I don't, I really don't understand when I just feel like you can have the same amount of, if not more, of baggage, whether you're 20 or you're 30, it all has mm -hmm. to do with a measure of work that you're willing to do when trauma happens, whether it happened to yeah. you 
um, or or you brought it along, you know, brought it upon yourself. But there's that that work that has to be done. And so I'm just glad that even you saying that you you're having you having that conversation a year and a half ago, um, these these kind of like stigmas that are like put around single people um that are in their 40s and plus and um i hear way more on the on the women's side than i do on the on the male side so i'm hoping james you'll be able to even speak to your experience um of just being now in your 40s and being single and what this process has been for you but um it 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 just uh, the, the things even in tv shows and jokes and those different things that get said about um women um that are 40 mm-hmm. plus it's just not fair it's like and and, and what has been your experience um <laughs> of have you experienced these things being said or you hear these things in culture and then what has been your reality as as this person living this life we can start with you james of <laughs> how your experience as a male has been. And if anyone, um, when it comes to those stigmas of age and those things, like what has been your experience with that? You know, I think, uh, you know, it's a lot of the stigma and everything. I've seen mutual things back and forth, you know. Uh, There's, you know, everyone, like you were saying, has baggage or damaged goods and that type of stuff you know or the scarred histories or the scars past um and so there's always that stigma with that uh you know and just people you know not being upfront with themselves Mm -hmm. i think is a lot of that stigma you know don't don't try and sugarcoat anything or put on a a different face or any of that type of stuff, you know, be who you are. And, and, you know, most of that stigma will will Mm -hmm. go away from you. Uh, James, would you say like, um, when it comes to, if you have any single, um, friends or I'm your age or if, if not, if they're married, but, um, Often, like when women are like talking about, first of all, where where are these single men? <laughs> where are these single men in their forties? Like they are not found, and it's like either right. they're married. These are like either they're married or they, you know, are jerks or just have no desire to be married. This is what a lot of women think. Would you say in your experience in your community, like is that true? <laughs> Like, yeah, you know, like trying to find the diamond in the rough type stuff. Uh, or, you know, that's, you know, I think it goes back to the same aspect of, you know, what their past was and how they've healed from it. You know, uh, it's natural, I think, for guys to give that, you know, I don't care, you know, I'm not going to wear my emotions on my sleeve type stuff uh, and just be, you know, I'm the macho man and I'll be a jerk or whatever, you know, I, I'll get a different girlfriend next week or any of that type of stuff. And so I think as for, you know, 
the guy aspect of everything uh when women are treated that way you know then those that are true and honest you know the women question that honesty because there's been so many of that uh you know i'm just the the jerk and mm-hmm. i just want to you know how, how long or how far can i get with you type stuff mm-hmm. you know that there's no actual true feelings in it because you know like armani was saying how people are guarded or you know they just don't care about their emotions or any of that type of stuff hmm. i always have this cloud hovering over mm-hmm. me like we're not the catch you know as single women we're not the catch but yeah. The man, thinking about that, yeah, he is. If he's single, he's a cat, (laughs) yeah, especially in church. Like, everybody is dying to like marry off the single man. (laughs) Well, at least in the black church, everybody was dying to marry off the single man, and the single woman, especially like me, the single woman with kids, it's like, oh. Why don't you Mm. go home and you know make sure your kids are okay? You know, oh, you, you know, we're just not. Yeah. seen as the catch and I don't understand why you know I'm it, it like hurts my heart to, to hear yeah. even to feel that way and I think like to feel that way is because <laughs> it's been like a real you know experience and and there's validity validity um to that even even if people don't mean it but I think you know the things that we point our attention to more it mm-hmm. then kind of says something else like your silence in another area then becomes kind of like deafening of well there's a whole group of people that have a different experience but they need care they need support as well um and it's and it hasn't been always seen (laughs) according to census.gov In 2017, 110.6 million unmarried people in America ages 18 and older. 53.2% unmarried were women and 46.8% were men. 63.5% were unmarried who had never been divorced and 23.1% were divorced and 13.4% widowed. Yeah, it's not in the singles ministry because I think also a lot of people see single women in their 40s like, oh, she just wants to get married. She wants to get married. It's like, no, I would like to get married again, but I'm not going to just hop and marry the first man. I'm not. You take me on a first date and I'm already planning out the wedding. There's a process to this. You know, there's prayer and a lot of time involved with God in the relationship between both of us and just by myself. So it's not like if you meet me and we go out on a date, regardless as to how much I may want to be married again, that we're going to be jumping the broom in six months. And if we do, yeah. great. But you know, it's not like there's a mm. rush to the altar just because of our age. Yeah. But I think there's also like this stigma, going back a little earlier, that like if you're single in your 40s or like the older you are and you're single as a woman, there's a reason. Like what's wrong with you? Like where older <sighs> men that are single, there's not that same like viewpoint. But like if you're a woman, then there there's a reason why you're not married. So like there's mm-hmm. some flaw or some character trait or yeah. some craziness about yourself that you know is yeah. caused. Mm. 
and like that's just not true like <laughs> like it's just not reality um but yeah mm. and singles ministry i think we're a joke i just have to say that real quick. i'm like can Sorry. we oh, God. Sorry <laughs> can we talk about <laughs> never talk, i know there are some people that love them so i'm not here to bash it but i just think that it had its place but its place was still <laughs> tough <laughs> I think I, I maybe I say that it's a joke because I've never seen it done well like I've seen like two extremes I've seen singles ministry that was like <laughs> the meat market and literally like everybody yeah. like every guy there like is any girl that walks in he's looking for <laughs> like the next piece um or like the opposite extreme where it's like older divorcees they're like in their 50s or 60s or whatever and it's like just a, bu- a bunch of older women just sharing like stories of their past but it wasn't necessarily a ministry targeted to like the health right. and the well-being and the community mm-hmm. of singlehood um so maybe it's just because i haven't seen it <laughs> done well that i have my judgment towards it but <laughs> i haven't either so <laughs> I have never, I haven't, and I've seen some valiant efforts. I will say I've seen some valiant efforts where people try to push past the meat market mixer type of feel and just say, let's just get together and have fun and do these fun activities. I think unfortunately when I started to see those things was after I was married. And then once I was divorced, they were gone. I'm like, well, you know, where is it? And when I divorced, I was, excuse me, when I separated, I was like three months pregnant with my youngest when I um, separated from my ex-husband and we didn't get divorced till like a year later because in the state of Illinois, you can't divorce while you're pregnant. Uh, So I was desperate to like go out and have a life after I finally got divorced because I just couldn't do anything. And it's just like, oh, singles ministries, we're not doing anything like that. We're just kind of, you know, trying mm-hmm. to figure it out. And yeah. And I, I know, and I house. think the singles ministry in itself, um, regardless of how we feel about it, it, it's probably the purpose of, because there has always been this deficit of singles needing community and mm-hmm. needing For to sure. feel valued in church and um, it just hasn't been done so well. And I'm not sure what makes us so complex because we're, we're not. <laughs> like, I don't know why it's so hard. I don't know what, what yeah. to, to people and in church culture makes marriage and families easier. It's more people. It's different dynamics. Um, but a lot of energy um, yeah. is put into it. And, you know, we kind of got, get like put to the side. Um, and, and it just, it just is a, it's not a great feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's isolating. I think I spent a lot of 2019 and y'all know I love mm. my church and it wasn't intentional, but I really felt isolated because it felt like everything was, family and in marriage. And it was just like, every time I turn around, here's a married couple, Mm -hmm. here's a married couple. And it just, it's, it's in your face all the time. And it's hard when it's something that you, I mean, I'm very content in my singleness. Don't misunderstand it, but, and still wanting that and seeing it constantly 
Yeah, it, I, I mm. really spent a lot of 2019 feeling isolated. Thank God I'm over that. And he, he walked me through it. But it, it can be. And I can imagine other singles probably feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're in the single aspect of things. And, you know, you seek that companionship or, you know, just having somebody. Like I was talking to one of my friends today. It's like, you know what I really look for is, you know, or what I miss in relationships mm-hmm. is like the pillow talk or, you know, just the, how is your day type conversation? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, what the, you know, when you're single, you, it's just you, you know, and, you know, you, our kids don't really, you know, <laughs> have, have much to say, like, how was your day? Oh, okay. You know, type stuff. But, you know, that aspect, you know, and going back to the single ministries and everything, uh, I think what it needs to, you know, some of the other new generations, churches and everything I've seen, um, you know, taken away. It's not necessarily like single. They don't call it like single ministry. You know, they take away that label. And it's more like a discipleship or like a mission type stuff, you know, where the the younger generations or even any of us, you know, could go and do more of a disciple type activities or, you know, it's just a matter of like, say, getting together, you know, forming those bonds naturally, like instead of, you know, going to the bar or any of that type of stuff. Yeah, right. Cause that's so yeah. real, right? Like in your forties, yeah. like where are you supposed to go to meet somebody? Right. Like, if, <sighs> cause I don't want to go meet somebody right. at the bar, you know, but like, I'm not, no clubs, either. no so clubs where, for where you, Jen, you you're go? done. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> you know, I, I think those days are over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, our, our bones creep. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> I'll hurt them. What do you mean? I can't <laughs> sit down? No. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, and that's kind of, you know, I think that's where some of the, you know, the outings and the activity type stuff is, you know, getting mm-hmm. people together and that's, you know, hel- helping people reconnect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. COVID, and then you know, throwing COVID and then, yeah. <laughs> right. I will say when I, when I goes first came to oh, yeah, yeah. my church, some of our church. So, you know, I, I, I had heard about the singles ministry there. I've never really been ever like that. I, I love co-ed community. So, um, but I, um, some people told me like, oh, like, um, it's, you know, a lot of older people, a lot of older women, you know, a lot of divorcees, whatever. Um, but my mom, she was, um, she's, you know, had, I think went to one of them or whatever. And I was new to our church and also, um, my aunt was in town. And so my aunt, um, she's, um, not here anymore, but she was much younger than my mom, but super cool, super hip. So she was in town. And, um, I remember even though, that stigma, I, I think because I was super fresh coming to my church and I'll, I'll go visit anywhere. Like I'm, so 
I was just like, whatever, I'm going to, I looked at the, at the signup sheet and it was go, they were going to like this salsa club. And I knew what the salsa club was because I went all in college. And so I'm like, these young adults are missing out (laughs) because I would go all the time. The food was incredible. The dancing, (laughs) everything about it just screamed like New York Havana night or something like that. (laughs) So super fun. So I signed up and I had a blast. I did have a blast, um, but I was definitely the youngest by a long shot (laughs) Um, of there. But I appreciated that that leader <laughs> was trying to give people like opportunities to go out and have fun. But I think sometimes those like reputations of it mm-hmm. that happens with it, then people get like unattracted and like, like I get it. The only way for that ministry to have thrived was for more younger people that like to do those kind of fun things to join. Um, also, the only other thing is that n- no matter how hard. I feel like churches try and to have co-ed singles ministry. It's not something that men are typically attracted to. So women, no matter what they do, wind up being, mm-hmm. and, and, and then it's like girls night all the time. I want not at, at a current church, but I can just, it was always like that at my old church where it was just like, Oh, Okay, it's just a bunch of us women here. And and I guess to to that point, you know, I don't think a lot of singles ministries mm-hmm. really expressly state what their purpose is. You know, it'll be like singles and God and singles and Christ. Yeah, but that's not really what the purpose is. What are we trying to do at this event? What are we trying to accomplish? Are we just trying to have fun? You know, are we trying to set an atmosphere where you can meet someone? And I don't think there's anything wrong with either per se, but it's just so unclear. So when you go, you're not sure, you know, should I put on my best face? You know, should I put on my outfit or is this relaxed? I don't want to look like, I'm, you know, I'm super thirsty or anything in here. It's just hard to know. I'm sorry, Singles Ministries of America. (laughs) We gotta, we gotta retry it. Instead of criticizing this, this is motivation to like really dive into it and start one that's really Mm -hmm. effective. I think it's just hard because there's, there's just a stigma, you know, like it's just an overarching stigma that it's, it would take a a major culture shift to break, you know, I never want to go to a singles ministry thing. (laughs) I I literally like someone's like, oh, we have a singles. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, sorry. Like, <laughs> but I do. I do <laughs> think nice. that still everyone still values community. And so when you take away that right. part and you allow people that are like minded, then people naturally gravitate mm-hmm. to that. And so you may have to put in, I feel like a little extra work when it comes to men, because they typically tend to not sign up for anything. <laughs> um, you need a leader. Mm-hmm. James. Yes. James, Never. tell us. Tell us, James, why right. do men not show up for these types <laughs> of I think it's a lot of, you know, the ego type stuff, you know, like they're in the bar and that type of stuff. Anything goes. But, hmm. um, you know, in like a church type setting or any of that type of stuff, they they don't know what to do. They, they, they don't. They don't have any game or can't can't be in their honesty, and so they're like, you know, I'll, I'll go fish in the other pond or something of that nature instead of uh, 
<laughs> you know, try, trying to mm. find something legitimate, real. Yeah. Uh, awkward, single life. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just is at any stage. It's awkward. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think that's, you know, the awkward single life is about erasing that stereotype. It doesn't have to be awkward. It's, you know, like say, it's just yeah, about, true. it's just about being true to yourself and, mm. you know, and being honest, uh, allow, allowing people to know the true you and, you know, and like say, carry your banner. I have a, I don't have an American flag flying out of my house, even though I'm ex-military, I have a Christian flag flying out in front of my house. So. Anybody drives by, they they know that's where I stand, and hmm. you know, and that that's I the aspect that. of everything. Mm-hmm. I think it's an easier thing for women to acknowledge. Women like acknowledge their need for community, where most men. Mm-hmm. This is probably a, a horrible generalization, so I apologize, James, and any other guy listening. But like for the most <laughs> part, like guys are okay with themselves right like they have the nothing box and they can sit in silence and think about nothing and like they're literally okay with that nothingness space where most women are not and so just generally speaking I think women see their need for community more than men see the need so it's it's I would my assumption would be more work for guys to step out into a place of community in that co-ed space or whatever because they don't necessarily see a need for it because they're cool by themselves. Not that they don't enjoy relationship or friendship, but they're just, mm-hmm. if they don't have it, they're okay. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Was that horrible, like, generalization? <laughs> or? No, I, I, th- I think it's, you know, pretty spot on. You know, I was thinking, you know, uh, I go to a church. Uh, we, we call it, ch- it's a church without fences. And pretty much we're an underground church. Uh, hmm. We we don't have a building. We meet at people's homes or parks or wherever. And, you know, that's because, you know, we look at the church as ourselves. You know, we are the church. Yes. Um, and so mm-hmm. I look at those conversations and everything. And, you know, I'm... I think I'm the only single guy in my church. Uh, <laughs> everybody else is married or, you know, and so, but the, the dialogue and everything, you know, like you were saying, Tiffany was that, you know, a lot of women's have their thought out processed and guys are just, you know, they're not thinking about what to say or any of that type of stuff. They're just, oh, okay. Yeah. That's a good idea. Um, you know, here I am on a panel with three, with three of you and, you know, I, I, I think I'm holding my own pretty well and, uh, get, give it, give it <laughs> yes. input, uh, because the, uh, you know, that aspect of, you know, like say, it's just, they don't want to, they're okay with being themselves or being isolated. Uh, I think there's a lot to that. Uh, they, they see, you know, things at different angles. That's how they process things. I've noticed it's with some of my other single friends or, you know, or they crave just certain things or certain areas. 
And so mm-hmm. they're not open, you know, to the broad horizons of everything. They're they're kind of like the horse with the blinders type stuff where they're, you know, oh, this mm-hmm. is the only thing I'm attracted to or that type of stuff. And, you know, it's not about it's not about the looks. It's about the, you know, the character and the spiritual aspect of everybody. Yeah. Okay, so question for you guys. Um, have you read or come across any material, any resources that you feel like have been a great resource to you being single in your 40s that this is applicable, you're, you've been able to use it, take it like with any of the things. <laughs> I'm looking, you guys don't see Imani out there, but... She's shaking her head so much, like, <laughs> like in this tired, like, no, you know, thing. But um, if there's any, any way, any, any resource that you've experienced or, or, or know of that's been helpful. Since I shook my head, I, I would say no. Honestly, though, and this is not because I'm on here, but I do find listening to your podcast so helpful, Tiff, because it really does. Um, it, it really does touch on a lot of the things because nobody's talking about it. And like, like I mentioned, the isolation is something that nobody's talking about. Um, and I can say that I haven't truthfully looked for a whole lot of resources. Um, but when I have searched, it's not there. Even in looking for podcasts, there's nothing there that really speaks to the Christian dating experience because it's extremely different. Um it, it there's yeah there's nothing especially I look at myself I'm a single mom um I'm a believer there is nothing out there that fits into my landscape I've looked for it that specifically I've spent hours wow. searching for podcasts to listen to about it books to really listen to about or to read about it um blogs or anything um and, and the sad thing is that I had a blog years ago about it because I was just talking and I needed to just like get some things out there. Mm-hmm. And so here I am now, like there's nothing in this space. And it's true. Bring it back. I know I'm, I'm trying to <laughs> bring it back. Your money. To, and that, like what I was saying about the Christian, the, you know, the ministries, because I'm t- kind of to a point in my forties also where I'm like, okay, I don't want to complain about these spaces where I, I see a need. It's something that just, we need to just fill it. So. If anybody wants to take on that 40 something, I, I can't say that I would be willing to speak to that whole thing because it does get like, really, I, God bless you. I'm going to be praying for you as you continue to do these, because there are times when I listen <laughs> and it just cuts me something that someone says, and it'll just cut so deep. Like, oh God, I know that feeling. Oh goodness. Mm. I know what that's like. Again, even though I'm quote unquote comfortable and okay with being single. So Anyway, roundabout answer. I know that was like long-winded, but I've not seen anything. Yeah. (laughs) Um, James or Jen, have you all any resource or anything that has just been a great guide of help? Besides God's word? (laughs) (laughs) That's where I was going to go with it too, Jen. I was like, pretty much the Bible, you know. I I just... 
I fall, I just go with faith, not fear, mm -hmm. you know, and I just put, put my faith in God and how everything's, you know, if it's meant to be, God will, God will open that door. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess, you know, the main resource would be the Bible. Yeah. That, that's kind of where I adventure from. Yeah. I would say God's word. And then like my relationship with him has to be my best resource, you know, yeah. like, because I, I don't think that there's really a lot out there that is targeted that really is helpful. That's not just like you said earlier, Tiff, that's not just like a money-making, you know, machine, yes. you know, that they've like targeted, but like just finding that yeah. depth in your relationship with Christ that he can, he can speak and he can affirm and he can yeah. guide and give you peace and give you wisdom. And you know that, and that comes from spending time with him. So I would say I almost said, unfortunately, but no, not unfortunately, like it, that, that is probably the best resource, right. Is mm -hmm. our relationship yeah. with him. Yeah. And, um, and the, and the more you lean into him, like the better off you're going to be in the end anyways. Cause I don't want to be like, so caught up looking for a spouse or like trying so hard to become the perfect, you know, person so that I can be found desirable or whatever that like, that I miss out on what God has for me because I'm not like leaning into him. And so like, I'd rather be found at his feet <laughs> and yeah. that's where my spouse finds me than, you know, than by spending money mm -hmm. on books and conferences and this and that trying to become it. A few single people quotes. I hate when people ask why I'm single because I don't want to say that I've never been asked out before. I am slowly becoming the person I should have been a long time ago. I hate when people ask, you're beautiful. How are you single? I don't know why I'm single, but thanks for reminding me. <laughs> There's no greater pain than watching someone you love love their drugs more than they love you. That was kind of a weird one. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to be done. Not mad. Not upset. Just done. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely that leaning into him for it because people will tell you what prayers to pray and pray for this and pray for that. And you're sitting there like, I've prayed all, how many years? Right. You know, I, I pray those <laughs> prayers, but I, you do feel best when it's just like you're curled up in Daddy Jesus's arms, and that's yeah. where. And Jesus yeah. was single, so who better to be our example to know what it's right. like to be a single and try to walk it out? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Um, thank you, and 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 it just lets me again just know and see that. Um, yes, we have the word and the word of God, like it is really like enough. And so I'm encouraged and I'm challenged to definitely use his word way more um, as a guide and in a shepherd and in a way to like shepherd my heart. Um, but it also I hope that it challenges, you know, that someone else would be inspired by God whenever they're building their brand or those different things that they feel God's put on their heart that they're thinking about 
other people and not just the people that culture West culture already is targeting. Like hear the Lord, you know, about something else that's not as easy. You know, we're already in our twenties and thirties, whether we're believers or not kicking it, you know? So I think um, just those are the resources that people, uh, my mom's 60. She's like, I have no idea where to start, you know, Um, but ways for people um, to connect. Um, I know that we're starting to kind of get close, really close to time. Um, But I I did wanted to, I wanted to ask each of you. um, I did want to ask since we were talking about lack of resources and tools for singles in their forties and being underrepresented maybe in church ministry or in marriage um, or relationship conversations and all these things and not feeling like, well, where do we go and how do we meet people and things are kind of targeted toward this way. Do you believe in your heart? Like, do you really believe that you will still find love, whether it's again or for the first time? You know, that even though things are not or they have not been targeted towards you, that you will still find it and you're hopeful and you don't feel like (laughs) with the 40s, it's just a wrap. I personally, I believe, yes, I believe that um, I believe actually it's a promise that I have from from him that that. I think that there are some people that are meant to be single and like that is their calling and that is what, and that is amazing. And God bless them. You know, like I (laughs) applaud them for that because yeah. Um, But I don't believe that is my calling. I do believe that, you know, that I will be married again and I will find love or be found. And it's just a matter of trusting him and his timing and, like I said earlier, just leaning into him in that meantime. But yeah, I believe that love is out there. Yeah. Hmm. I say, I, yes. Um, yeah. Imani, you did say earlier that you're right. not available anymore. So no, I'm not, I'm not available. Spill the tea. <laughs> yes, it is available. It's out there. Yeah. I'm not available. Um, I, I've, I can say I found love again, but I, I think that it's a slower pace Aww. and I'm okay with that slower <laughs> pace because I, I'm raising kids and we're kind of at different places in life. And so that more than anything slows it down, which is nice. Um, and there's also, I think, an independence that comes in the 40s too, that it's like, mm. you know, I, I worked hard and, you know, God blessed <laughs> me with this and that. And so if I marry, get married, I got to what? I got to give up my house and I got to move up. You know, I, I got to start asking somebody for permission or consulting them about coming and going. I can't just, you know, decide I want to go out on a trip this weekend. So those types of thoughts <laughs> play in my mind. But and, and that's a conversation that we've had in a relationship, you know, for both of us. Like, how do we let go of our independence? Because we're used to doing what we want, but it, it, it is possible for you to mm. be in a loving relationship again. And I'll just say, be open-minded because it's not always who you think. It's not always your type. Um, hmm. Don't say yeah. that. Right. Was this person like, did you meet them at a grocery store or like Starbucks? Well, I actually met, mm. we, we met years ago when I was in school um, and we met. Wow. Um, and like yeah, high school, we, college. Not high school, no. <laughs> Just 
Jen and I went to the same <laughs> high school. Oh, you guys did? Yeah. Nobody. I feel like you guys got back. a lot in common. Nobody from that far back, but recently <laughs> when I went back to school. And so we we dated while I was in my 30s. But again, I, I had my foot out the door. I honestly had my foot mm. out the door of every relationship. And so it was easier for me instead of communicating my needs to just bolt and not even really give much explanation, which I had done that plenty of times in other relationships. So again, when I hit 40, knowing that I wanted to acknowledge my feelings and own them and he was still there supporting me, I was just like, okay, I'll own my feelings mm. and it's gone from there. Patience of Joe. Okay, babe. He was watching, waiting in the corners, just <laughs> right. waiting. He right. was ready to swoop in. <laughs> um, James, um, for you, like as you're now just in your fourth year of singlehood, um, do you yeah, feel think, that way? Uh, do you feel like you'll always have love there. again, uh, find love again? You know, I think ultimately I'm putting anybody out there they're going to have to have the same equal amount of love that I have for God. You know, I want that same type of, they, they have to love God mm-hmm. first and have God true in their heart. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at with relationships. I want to know where your heart's at. Yeah. Yeah. That's and that's the other thing. Like you can't like marriage is not the end all be all. Like if you are not good yourself right now, like you're gonna make make it all better. It's not like all like dancing through the tulips. Oh, I'm married now. You know, like sometimes yeah. see, like look at marriage like it's like the ultimate goal. And like once I'm married, then you know, mm-hmm. just not true. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So I definitely, and oh, we're out of time, gosh. Okay, there is no way that we cannot talk about what it is to be 40 or in your 40s and this young sex drive because I think also what is targeted to 20s and 30s and you have the Cosmos and you have or Cosmopolitan Magazine um, and all these other resources and you have these younger people and um, what is the sex life looking like in the 40s? Do I need to cry or do I need to like, it's something to look forward to. Thing, though if you really think about and everybody talks about 20 sex drives but what do you really know in your 20s nothing right i didn't know right anything. so <laughs> even if you're not like if you're saving yourself you still have an understanding of your body your health so much better when you're 40 so yeah and your sex drive is not going to dwindle it'll be there anyway yeah I know like I the from research what from when I was even looking last week that I mean people have health issues but I can't speak for men but for women like 40s is on and popping like <laughs> you know I hope 60s is on and popping I, I Look, hope so too. Imani, <laughs> it will be <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Because it's one of those, it, again, like you just don't hear about it. You don't see it, you know? So you don't even think about it. Can you think about like even 60s? Like you're not even imagining people in their 60s <laughs> with sex drives. And they're like. They are. <laughs> My aunt used to like make fun. Like I bet right. your parents up there having sex. And after I got to be at a certain age, I'm like, I hope they are. Yes, so that when I hit that age, if I'm married, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you visit any of those assistant living centers, you, you know they're <laughs> they're like Oh, that's they, true. They they got they got STDs and everything the, in there. <laughs> they roll with it. I mean they're <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. The old ladies over there. Well, that guy never leaves me alone. He's just a horny old dog and <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes if you've ever done nursing man. home ministry yep. oh my god these men are off the charts they are off the charts by the things that they say to you like they have not changed not one yeah. bit <laughs> exactly so the people that think it's high in their 20s like they really don't even have a clue like i definitely think it's one of those things that increases yeah. by the decade that makes me really <laughs> happy to know that's one like what is the gym that you'd like to give people in their 30s your sex drive will increase in your- <laughs> i will take that yeah i will take that <laughs> now don't use that as a reason to settle now but yeah, exactly. Right, right. I don't know. There is a scripture about it. It's better to marry than to what? <laughs> I'm just to burn with passion or whatever. <laughs> okay, guys. So we just wrapped up episode 12 of the Awkward Single Life. 12 episodes, guys. That means that we have been doing this thing for three months in total. And I am so, so thankful to my guests that came on the show. I really do feel like we just kind of scratched the surface just even on this topic in itself. And so um, I'm so excited about this topic and I want to definitely dive in more. You got to really just hear where their stories are, which are very, very, very similar. I feel like to the relationships that are happening um, in situations in 20s and 30s and and then in 40s that we're not that different and so why isn't there more representation for them and um, hearing their stories so I just want to say thank you again Um, Jen um, you can find Jen Jen music on Instagram Jen is a recording artist and she will be coming out with her second album very soon coming early next year thank you Jen so much for being on the show Imani Aloe you can find on Instagram at I'm in Y love 13 I'll spell it out for you okay I am as in Mary I in as in Nancy Y love one three and then James McCullen thank you so much okay so I am a part of and this is growing community of podcasters I'm a part of an awesome a network called um, Christian um, Christian podcasters and so James willingly didn't know me you know and he took a, a limb or, or just decided to support and so it's such a great network of um, support and resources and things so thank you so much James for um, being on the show I know he mentioned earlier that he has a podcast um, that will be coming out soon and so 
Thank you so much. Um, thank you to each person that has listened today. Trust me, like I care very, very much about why branding and relationship branding and how it's all through our Instagram feeds and all that stuff. How I, I just believe strongly it's just not, it's not hitting everyone, but it's kind of like targeted, like it works for everyone. So I, I want to have them, I want to have them on the show again. Um, and so thank you again for tuning into the Awkward Single Life. Okay, I feel like I haven't said this in a while, but I want to make sure that you guys know what my intentions here are for. So my intention for the Awkward Single Life, it is to, for us to be able to be and have community that talks about topics that maybe are kind of taboo, that aren't just the regular schmegular conversations in dating culture, in particular um, Christian culture, that we're trying to like tiptoe around. And sometimes we try and have black and white answers for things that are not black and white. And I just believe so strongly that in order for us to have more healthier, more God-centered relationships, it's going to take us taking our hands off some of it so much and allowing God to cre- be creative in how he writes, our, our, writes people's stories. Whether they want a relationship or not, but for us to really, really give a wide view of what singlehood looks like, because as um, in one of the episodes um, that we were talking, one of the guests, he was saying that it is a calling. And so whether in this season, if you're single and you don't plan to stay that way, but to be able to receive and accept like where you are in that. And so um, my goal is in my heart is that what, I, what I'm looking forward to is I'm going to start hearing more people say, hey, I wasn't thinking that way. I was kind of like in this only view of what singlehood looked like or relationships or how things have to come to be. And it's opened up my mind and now I'm walking different and I'm meeting new people and God is showing me just how vast he is and what he means by um, what he has for us in relationships. And so I, my hope is to give you good content that goes way deeper than the surface. Sometimes it's going to be light and we're going to keep it light and funny and those things. But I know that this is something really, really tender um, on my heart. And I think it's because it's a tender spot on God's heart that he wants singles and he wants even married people. And he wants those um, to have a deeper understanding of what how he feels about them and that, no, you do not have to have the same robotic love story or same robotic journey in this in this walk. But um, overall, it's going to lead you closer to God. And so that's my hope. So why haven't you signed up for this blacklist, guys? My mailing list, I call it the black book. I don't know why I said blacklist. Um, maybe that's Netflix. I have started to watch Netflix a little bit more, but um, sorry. Um, but it's the Black Book. And so please feel free to sign up there. I would love to connect more with you. You can, for any questions, comments, even if you disagree with something, you can email me at awkwardsinglelife at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram at Tiffany Hines Music. There on the page, you'll be able to click and go right to the podcast's IG, as well as um, tiffanyhinesmusic.com. If you would love to, and or if you could do me a favor, excuse me, leave a review on Apple Podcasts um, if you're enjoying this podcast and share it with a friend. Thank you so much. Thank you for 12 weeks. 
and we have a couple more weeks before we go on a little holiday break because your girl is um in need of one yep i'm gonna just say it like that okay bye